Hello, Vernon. Hi, Steve. Thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm, I'm fine, thank you, Steve. And yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. Vernon, I have a long list of questions for you. I wanted to get as much out of the time that we've got. I'm going to try and keep you here for no longer than an hour because I know that you're a busy man. And I'll ask the questions, you answer them in any way you want. Now, Vernon, you have written over 100 books. You've sold two, two million copies, I think. Is that right? Over two million in the UK. That's just the UK. I've got books in about 25 languages, I think. So I have no idea what they've sold. Yeah, amazing. Well done. And you have challenged and raised alarm bells and st and stood up for certain subjects and, and uh, groups over the years on, on many topics. You've, you've tackled a lot of uh, difficult, challenging topics. How does this pandemic and the upcoming climate change agenda fare in terms of the, the challenges that we're going to face? Do, do you see these as being the biggest challenges and subject matters that you've spoke about and spoke out about over the years? Absolutely. This is this is the big one. This is uh, a war bigger um, than anything anyone has ever fought in history. I've been I, I, I say that with some knowledge of, of wars and history. We're talking about a complete takeover of human life uh, with, with the end of independence, the end of privacy, the end of humanity, the end of um, freedom. I, I first my first book was the Medicine Man. Uh, that's not a book plug because it's long out of print. <laughs> yeah. Which was published in about 1975 and was attack was an attack on the pharmaceutical industry. The second book, also out of print, was Paper Doctors, which was an attack on the research industry and the way that research was done. Those two books marked my card for the rest of my life because I became an outlier, an attack uh, by attacking the medical establishment. Um, they... Did you did you expect that to happen then when you wrote those books in that way? Did you expect to be attacked like that? Yes, of course. I, yeah. I, I knew what I was doing. I was I was working as a GP at the time, and I had written um, a number of articles. Uh, this is back in the seventies. I'd written a number of articles um, about animal experiments, and I'd written a number which I heartily disapprove of. Apart from anything else, I can prove that they're absolutely useless in about 30 seconds. The, I also had written a lot of articles about benzodiazepine addiction. This was early 1970s, remember. Mm -hmm. I proved that the benzodiazepine drugs, um, you know, Valium, Ativan, and so on, were, um, were dangerously addictive. And that had caused me a great deal of trouble. And I... I, I don't know what it is. There's something in my makeup which has always made me stick up for the underdog and fight against what I thought was injustice. And the, the novels I've written, many of them have had as a, um, uh, as a, a, a theme the idea of independence, people standing up for themselves and for other people who have been oppressed in some way. But And I, I've been used to being attacked over the years uh, very severely and a, a lot of um, uh, attacks usually from the medical establishment. Uh, I used to do a lot of television and I got attacked on TV. I got quite used to it. Um, <laughs> uh, but what's happened since I first did a video about what's happening with what was happening with um, with the coronavirus as it was known then in the middle of March 2020, so I've been writing, and I'd written articles on my website about it in February, so um, well over 18 months I've been fighting this, and I have to tell you that the venom, the meanness, the lies, and mm. the lies have never been as terrible as they have been. Within a day of the first video of mine going up, um, on YouTube, uh, they took it down long ago, of course, but the first video uh, had got over a million views and within within a day, uh, because I, it was called the coronavirus hoax. Yep. Because I'd looked at the figures, I'd looked at the statistics, and because this is something I'd been doing for a long time, 
It's one of the very few things that I, I think I'm any good at. I can look at scientific papers and I can look at figures and so on. Um, and I did the research and I looked at it and it was quite clear that the threat that we were exposed to was no bigger than the annual flu. Uh, and indeed, two days after the video, um, the government website published um, a, a report which was more or less hidden away. Uh, the links on my website um, published a, a, a notification saying that um, the coronavirus, COVID, was, had been downgraded and was no longer considered a dangerous disease. Yep. That's incredible. I expected the national press to say, oh, well, well, whoopsie, it's all over, thanks, good night. But they didn't. Nobody did anything about it. Mm -hmm. The other thing that happened was a, a couple of days after the first video, may have been less than a couple of days, the Wikipedia page that was in my name was changed dramatically. Before that, I'd had a Wikipedia page for 20 years because mm -hmm. I'd written a novel that had been made into a film and I'd had TV series quite a lot and newspaper columns and so on. And I'd had this Wikipedia page which listed my books and my columns and so on, the usual sort of thing. On two days after the um, video appeared, the Wikipedia page changed completely. The whole list of books was taken down, all the list of TV series I'd made, um, best-selling books I'd had, all removed overnight, gone, and were replaced with a whole pile of lies and lies. Mm. All sorts of absolute gibberish nonsense. Now, Wikipedia, the co-founder of Wikipedia, has has used the word corrupt when ex when when commenting on the organisation, and has mentioned its links, um, perceived links with the CIA. This is mm -hmm. Wikipedia, not me. Yeah. Um, and one of the th they said all sorts of uh, amazing things. I became a conspiracy theorist. Uh, I stopped being an author and became a blogger, uh, and I was announced as discredited. Now, when you um, that was that was on the basis of absolutely nothing. They just said I was discredited, and what happened immediately after that was one or two papers used the word discredited because Wikipedia said it, and so Wikipedia then put those papers in the reference list at the bottom. It was a self-perpetuating yeah. myth. And after that, of course, Google, which has very close links with Wikipedia, tied in with the um, Wikipedia page, and my reputation was destroyed, and I was um, uh, absolutely an uh, outcast. It's I a very, very powerful word, isn't it? Discredited. And, and what, what can you do to, to defend yourself? You don't have the platform, apart from what you do and everybody who watches you, but everybody that we're trying to introduce you to see that word. And, they, and that's part of them saying, oh, well, I don't need to listen to him. That's why they do it. But of course it is. The idea was, uh, A, I've got quite a lot of readers. B, uh, I've been around a long time. C, I'm a qualified medical practitioner who has not ever been struck off despite all the lies. I, I, I'm a retired medical practitioner, which is why I don't have a license. It's impossible for, pretty well impossible for a retired doctor to have a license in the UK because that's the way the GMC fixed it a year or two ago. Anyway, um, not, that wasn't the only thing that happened. I, I applied to join Facebook because I thought this would be a good way to get to reach people, to tell them what was happening. Yeah. Facebook and, was... Well, and did you, did you feel then that you, you had this... Obviously, you're always sticking up for things and sticking up for people. You, you, you had a message you wanted to get it out on as large a platform as you possibly could. Absolutely. I could see where it was going, and I wanted yep. to reach as many people as possible, so I applied for a Facebook account. And this was back in March 2020. I was told that Facebook wouldn't allow me on because I was a danger to their community. Hmm. Then also refused an account with Twitter, which I hadn't had before. Um, I hadn't made any other videos for Facebook, uh, not Facebook, uh, YouTube, um, but and I made quite a few, almost half of which have now been taken down. I'm banned again at the moment, so I don't do anything for YouTube. Um, I was uh, thrown out of the Royal Society of Arts, of which I was a fellow, because they said that um, the fact that I was 
um, attacking the uh, COVID uh, line that was being put by the government was dangerous, and they also disapproved of my line on um, global warming, which I had been writing about for years. Um, I was, what else happened? The BBC ran a, a, a panorama program in which they attacked me. Uh, Sky TV called for a book on vaccines, which I'd written, to be pulled uh, and attacked Amazon for allowing it to be sold. Mm -hmm. just, and just about every mainstream organization um, had a go at me. Um, and the other stuff, uh, I, I had books that were pulled off platforms, left, right, and center, books that were banned. Um, incidentally, all the transcripts of the videos that YouTube took down are on my website. And the, uh, the text of the books, there's four books, including one that um, I'm particularly fond of, because it actually, it's called Proof That Masks Do More Harm Than Good. Mm -hmm. um, was that was they were all refused that no one would publish them i mean uh, i have a, a a reasonable track record with books i've sold a lot of books nobody would allow me to publish them myself on their platform and do you think that's because these people these controllers of the world have got control over every platform that could get messages out and that these people have been told don't pr don't print that don't publish that don't work with them I tell you, the strange thing is there are, um, there are books on platforms by other authors which um, discuss COVID-19 and coronavirus. I am not allowed to discuss either of those things. I have a book which I wrote uh, in April 2020 about the whole um, uh, pandemic. And I wrote the book. I, in order to get it published, I had to do it without mentioning the word coronavirus without mentioning the word vaccine and without mentioning the word COVID-19. Yeah, you haven't written in code. Yes, basically. I wrote in a sort of, used um, other words. I, yeah, did, I, I think you use inoculation for vaccine or something. You swap that out for inoculation or something just to get the point across. Is that right? Yeah, just to, to, to avoid the censors, which is basically, I made a, a, a video for YouTube, which I think they took down, in which I actually held up pieces of paper in which I said... Um, I watched it. I watched it. Yeah, well, the, 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 those were the lengths to which I had to go, and I've had to go and still have to go. I now I do videos for Brand New Tube, which is an entirely independent platform. Um, the, the, the guy who runs it now has been brilliant and has allowed me to do anything and say anything. Yeah, that's uh, good. We want to make sure that all our members go over there and subscribe and get, you know, because you're, you're, you're still... How many videos are you doing now a month, would you say? Uh, at one point, I was doing one a day, but it just got too much. Uh, yeah. Now I do one or two a week, uh, but there's a there's a big backlog of... I mean, there's a backlist of, of, of videos which explain everything that's happened, detail all the scientific evidence, and, exp and explain why governments have been lying, why... Everything has been suppressed, which it has. I mean, if, if anyone who doubts that this is a scam, a fraud, a hoax, all you have to look at is the fact that governments and the media, and this has been a media war since the start, governments and the media have suppressed the truth. They have refused to debate. Right from the start, I offered to debate uh, with anybody, witty um, Valance, Valance, of course, has close links to GSK. Yeah, uh, was an executive for, for many years, uh, and he still has shares, or at least the last time I looked, he did in in GSK. I offered to debate with these people. Why should they debate with me? Well, um, I doubt if there's a doctor in Britain who's sold more books than I have, or who's made more TV programs than I have. So I thought it was reasonable to to suggest that they debate with me. Silence. Um, the, the best known, uh, I guess, doctor who supports um, the vaccines, for example, is Dr. Hillary Jones. I offered to debate with him. Silence. Um, yeah. the, the whole, the whole um, program has been one of uh, suppression, suppressing the facts, refusal to debate. This has never happened before in history. 
In the past, when I was questioning uh, aspects of medicine or developments in medicine or new drugs or whatever, I would be allowed to go on television um, to debate, to discuss things. But what's happened is, as I say, suppression, suppression of debate, suppression of facts, um, and demonization. Uh, and, this, and this goes down... Bernard, I mean, you're getting at a high level because you've got some important messages to get out there to the masses, but right the way down to individual level, we're being suppressed by Facebook, we're being suppressed by our families who, who don't want to get the debate going, they don't want to talk around the kitchen table, they don't want to talk in the, the pubs, bars or restaurants about these matters. It's almost like, oh, you don't want to talk about this stuff, do you? So debate has been stifled everywhere in the UK just now. They, they, I don't know how they manage, I can I can see how they manage to, to, to close down someone like yourself and give you less options. I can see how they've managed to do that, but how the how the hell did they manage to get our own families to stifle debate and to shut us up? I don't understand media. how. Th- media, just entirely through through the the media, people are frightened. People have been encouraged to believe that um, COVID nineteen is a very different plague to the flu. In fact, I made a video in which I produced the statistical evidence. Uh, to put it very briefly. Uh, Flu, uh, and this was one of the points I made back in March 2020, flu can kill up to 650,000 people a year in the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in the UK, it um, can and does kill 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people in a, in a flu season. A flu season usually runs October through to May. Now, what um, I managed to prove very easily was that because no, there had been no flu deaths in 2020, none, virtually none, I think there might have been one or two, but even the World Health Organization said, isn't it surprising? Flu has disappeared. Isn't that wonderful? If you look yeah. the number of flu deaths that weren't there and the number of COVID deaths that were there, they were the same numbers, uh, especially when you remove... The, the trickery, for example, uh, as you know, um, the, um, the PCR test is totally flawed. It was never designed for the purpose it's used, and you just ramp up the cycles and you get more positives. And what they did right from the start was they said, if you die within 60 days of having a positive PCR test, even if you run over by a bus or hit over the head with an axe, if you tested positive, you died of COVID. Yeah. Back sticking out of your head is irrelevant. You die of COVID. You, uh, and that's how they built up the number of deaths. That's how they managed to persuade people um, to be frightened. Um, it was a media. It was a media thing. And the media journalists who've accepted this, many of whom know that they were um, selling a fraudulent line, are a disgrace. Absolutely. In the same way that thousands of doctors, uh, there's only two doctors in Britain, myself and Dr. Colin Barron, that I know of, who are still making videos criticizing the government. What the hell happened to all the others? I don't know how many doctors there are in in the UK, 60,000, a huge number of doctors. And none of them have had the guts to speak out. In fact, what they're doing is they're accepting the money Big amounts of money, double money, extra money for for vaccinating um, children. I worked out as an average GP who gets, don't forget that the the GP doesn't have to give the the jabs himself. Um, And before anybody complains, I used the word vaccines earlier on, partly because um, that's what a lot of people think of them as. And if you don't use the word at some point, but they aren't vaccines, of course. Yeah. The GP doesn't actually give the jabs. He gets a nurse to do it and, uh, or, or anybody else. Uh, and for that, I reckon that a, a, an average GP will probably end up with a 100,000 quid a year bonus, not just this year, but forever. Because yeah. they're going to stop giving these, these jabs. They're never going to stop. It's here for life. A booster here, a booster there. In December, in December... 2020, 
nearly a year ago, 11 months ago, I did a video, it's still there on Brand YouTube, I did a video in which I explained that the side effects, the adverse events that would occur with the um, mRNA jabs included clots, pericarditis, myocarditis, and that there would be huge numbers of deaths. This was nearly a year ago that there would be huge numbers of deaths, huge numbers of people severely injured if these jabs were rolled out as had been threatened. Mm -hmm. In the UK, it was it was only Whitty who overruled or uh, was given the choice of saying whether children should have the, the jabs, and he said they should, as happened in Scotland, as happened in Wales and Northern Ireland. All yep. of the medical officers said, yes, let's jab children. And look at the number of deaths. On my website, every week we update the number of um, children who've been killed. I made up, uh, amongst the videos I made was one in which I excoriated the BBC uh, and, and a, a woman called Shridhar who had said that the, the side effects could be dealt with, um, that they were minor and that there had been no deaths. That was outrageous beyond yeah. anything that I'd ever heard in my life. Um, and the fact that this woman is still allowed to go around the media making comments about about, um, about things like the, the jabs is... She's very unpopular, that Debbie Shudder, yeah, very unpopular lady. Because she's got blood on her hands, because how she said to go out and have this damn thing... Myocarditis is the thing that happens to children mostly. Pericarditis affects older people. The number of young children, children in their teens, who've had myocarditis and suffered severely, the number of deaths is, is horrendous. Again, it's on my website. There's a list. I can't remember the exact number, of it, but we update it every week. The, the number of children and young adults who've had myocarditis, how many footballers? I, I mean, I've heard yeah, of yeah. top-rank footballers this week who've had to pull out because they've developed breathing difficulties or chest pains. Rugby players, very fit. Sportsmen of all kinds, very fit. Suddenly, having the jab, dropping dead the next day, it's nothing to do with the jab. They've just died. And there's, there's, um, there's talk of having defibrillators put in schools because of, <laughs> of children who are dying. Horrible, horrible. Absolutely horrible. It's got to be hard to deny, even even for the most sleepy of people. That, that you, you know, within your network, if you look at the pace with which this rollout happened to to adult, older adults, and adults and young young adults, and and then kids, the the pace with which the, the, there would be adverse reactions within your, your your network of people, they must see it or. or and they must be trying to cover it up at a rate of knots to, to continue with the, the rollouts. I mean, it, it, it must become obvious soon, surely. Well, you, you'd have thought so. The thing about it is that it's all entirely predictable. Um, I wrote a column for the light paper, um, a free paper for which I write a free column, obviously. Yeah, it's great, the light paper, yep. Um, I wrote a column, I think it was in August, in which I predicted what's going to happen during the winter. And it's actually not difficult now to predict. They're following a, 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 an entirely predictable pattern. They have brainwashing um, specialists advising the government on psyops, things to do to convince people, to make people compliant. The whole um, recycling game was, was simply part of the compliance that was, to, was been organized years ago. This, is a, this has been organized since the 60s. They've been planning this for, for decades and working slowly, bit by bit, to get people compliant, obedient, do what you're told, accept that the, uh, the climate is, is changing, the world's getting warmer, so we've got to change everything. We've got to bring in digital passports. We've got to stop you doing this. We've got to stop you doing that. Um, there is no logic to any of this. They, they talk about all the... Um, alternative heating methods 
uh, alternative energy methods which they can use instead of fossil fuels. Let me, let, you know this, but I'll tell you because some of your listeners might not know. They, um, yeah. they say um, that, I don't know, 40% of uh, our energy is now obtained from non-fossil fuels, and isn't that wonderful? Well, let me tell you, most of that, most of that comes from biomass. And biomass is wood chips, wood pellets. And yep. the wood pellets come from um, America. Tree, trees, which we're supposed to love, trees are chopped down, turned into pellets, carried by lorry, diesel-powered, to the ports, put on big ships, diesel-powered, and brought across the Atlantic to the ports in the UK, where they are moved from the ships and put into lorries, where diesel-powered, where they are then carried to the power stations to use instead of gas, yeah. or instead, instead of coal, which are actually cleaner than biomass. The world has gone mad, and people yeah. into this gibberish. Uh, wind farms, solar panels, they're, they're energy negative. It yeah. takes much, like electric cars are energy negative. The, and and where I noticed that um, a, a lot of the 25,000 people attending the COP26, largely at our expense, all staying in wonderful hotels and so on. There were quite a few staying at Glen Eagles, and I read today that they'd only got one. I don't know whether this is true, because but I did I read it, and I didn't believe it. Uh, at Glen Eagles, they'd only got one. Uh, charging point for the electric cars that everybody was being transported in, so they had to bring in some diesel generators. But that's, really... that's true, that's true. Yep, that's been in the papers here for sure. It doesn't really matter anyway, because most of the electricity comes from diesel, gas, coal, uh, or, or, or oil. Um, and people who drive around sanctimoniously um, in their electric cars are actually doing more damage to the environment than people who drive around in, in cars which are, have internal combustion engines, because it's far more efficient to use the fuel that way than it is to use the fuel to create, to create electricity. They're talking now about um, being able to make steel without coal. Well, you can only do that by, by using hydrogen, and you can only get the hydrogen by, by using um, fossil fuels. But the whole thing is just one scam after another, and they get away with it because of the media. This Absolutely. is 100% a media war, and the only way we can fight it is by spreading our media, our information, as widely as we can. Yeah, and getting getting these getting the debate going around the, the kitchen table, getting families talking to each other, getting your message, other messages, just getting people talking. And 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 I agree, it's one scam after the other. So we're looking at two big scams here. We've got the pandemic, and now we're moving into the climate change. Which of the two of them do you think is going to be the? Which one will dwarf the other? Do you think? Oh, the climate, the, the global warming. I insist on calling it global warming because that's what they yeah. called it. Start with. You can't keep changing the. <laughs> The title just because it doesn't fit. Yeah, uh, you can't. You know, global warming didn't fit with more rain, so we have to call it climate change. Yep. There's always been climate. There's always been changes. If you go back in history, they're actually trying to change history to make every every summer the worst summer we've ever had. Well, it, it is the worst summer since 19 whatever. You know, the the the, the big one, the one that they've been preparing us for, is the is the global warming scam. The, the global warming fraud. That's the one that's going to bring in the digital passports completely. Yeah. Get lockdowns for global warming. The lockdowns and the uh, and so on that were for, for the. But you're so a local authority. You can't drive out with your local authority because that would be selfish. And you know your boundary is your boundary type thing. Back to the rules they put in under COVID. You know that's that. There's a the yeah, launch pad for that. The only people allowed to travel by plane are billionaires and members of the royal family and politicians and um, uh, virtue signalling people turning up at um, the inevitable frequent conferences they have around the world to discuss uh, what else they're going to do to make our lives miserable. That's the big one. The, 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 the global warming one's the big one. The, 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 they had been planning for the... 
COVID-19 forward or something like it for some time because that gave them a quick in a quick plague. Yeah, that was a quick, that was fast fear, wasn't it? Because it was fear of the unknown, fear of dying, fear of dropping down dead. When you look at the, the you know, the situation that we got at the start. So yeah, yeah I can right. see. Let me tell you, you, let me tell you, this is, this is, this is important too. Let me tell you this. Uh, they were, they are giving school children, as you know, they're giving hmm. them the COVID jab. They're also giving school children a flu jab. But it isn't a flu jab, it's a nasal flu uh, um, stuff which they squeeze, squirt up the child's nose. Now the nasal flu vaccine which they're giving is an attenuated live vaccine. Now the thing about attenuated live vaccines is that it's got a virus in it that's weak but not dead. And every, every time that these vaccines are given, basal mm-hmm. ones, they're not terribly efficient. In America, they, they, they pulled them for several years running because they were so useless. But the, the, the virus can turn alive. So there you are. You've got a little kid who's just had this live virus put up their nose. Attenuated, yes, but live. And they go and see Granny, who has had the COVID jab, and whose immune system is therefore wrecked, uh, and who is um, going to be incredibly vulnerable to infection. So what have you got? You've got um, children running in to see Granny, because now they've uh, allowed them to do that. Isn't that kind? And Granny, whose immune system has been wrecked by two or three COVID jabs, gives a, cu- a cuddle to the kid and gets the gets new virus. And then we've got some more deaths because, believe you me, I forecast in, in, in March 2020, I forecast three things that would happen. One, that they would get rid of cash. Two, that they would bring in mandatory vaccinations. Yep. Three, that they would kill a lot of old people. Those are the three things that I spotted in March 2020 and said, the video, uh, I think the video is still available on brand YouTube. The YouTube took it down, of course. The, um, the, 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 the prediction about the old people came true. They were murdering old people in care homes. They were murdering them um, and, and, and they're, they're, they're still going to murder them this winter. The number of deaths this winter is going to be colossal, and it's going to be enhanced by the fact that there's no longer a health service in the UK. The health service has been destroyed, uh, partly by GPs not seeing people face-to-face and therefore people having to go to the um, accident and emergency hospital, but also, it, and, and largely, it's been destroyed by social distancing and mask wearing and all the other nonsenses which have been brought in. The result is that the, the number of people who have been seen for cancer, heart disease, has fallen dramatically. And what's the waiting list now? I can't keep up with it. The last I looked, it was about five years. Yes, that's the, that's the true curve that they're never going to flatten now. Nope, they, 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 they say they're going to um, deal with it. They can't and they won't and they don't want to. Steve, they do not want to because it's part of the killing process. They've been putting DNR notices onto people um, in um, not just the elderly, but they've been putting DNR notices onto disabled young people, mentally and physically disabled. I've always fought for people who I, I thought were underdogs and who couldn't fight for themselves. Yeah, yeah. I had an auntie who was bullied by the gas board. Um, and she was old and she was frail and she was frightened of them because they had uniforms. And it was called the gas board in those days. And I took them on a bit. And I, and I, ever since then, I've, I've thought, I'm fighting this for people who can't stick up for themselves, who can't fight for themselves. But a lot of those people are going to die. 
because of the way DNR notices have been handed out. As you notice, of course, that they didn't allow the United Nations set up COP26. No wheelchair access, and people were surprised. People yeah. Said, Check yeah. out the 21. Check out the number of um, people who, uh, disabled people, who were given, there was nothing wrong with them apart from the fact that they were disabled and considered to be uh, a nuisance, uh, a, 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 a weight on society. So they were given DNR notices. How many have do not resuscitate notices? How many have died because of that? Yeah. How many old people died prematurely because they all had, in the care homes and so on, DNR notices. And this business of opening the windows everywhere. My, my, my dentist had the windows open in the summer. Flies were coming in which is a great way to pass infections on, why do you need to open the windows? Exactly. There's never logic for anything. Social distancing, they said, you've got to keep six feet away. Why six feet? A cough or a sneeze can sneeze, can travel 30 feet. <laughs> yeah. Or to 30 feet. So if you're going to have social distancing and do it properly, keep everyone 24 feet away from everyone else. Of course they couldn't do that. No one would take it seriously. So arbitrarily, they picked on six feet because that was a a sort of figure that they, they found acceptable, that the people would find acceptable. The PSYOP people said they'll put up with that. They like, they like their num numerology as well. Certain numbers appeal to them more than others as well, so they, they pick certain numbers. Six is a, is a bad number, so we'll have that, yeah. Yeah. Now, there was, a, there was a really interesting one, and it ties in with what we're talking about here. Did you ever see the video? It was a Belgian flu commissioner. And the video is entitled How to Sell a Pandemic. And he talks about the how how they used media to put fear into people and how the the first three weeks, what he said was the first three weeks was of immense importance because there's nobody there to, to really argue against you during that first nobody's really, you know, took their positions yet. So you've got you've got you've got a, a, a sort of a blank canvas for the first three weeks. You, you anything you say is, is taken as gospel because you're in control of the message and no one's arguing against you. And he presented this, and I look back and I think, yeah, look at that first three weeks, you know, the, the people dropping dead in China and the people were scared and running to the shops and we were going to get locked down and all of that kind of stuff. And that first three weeks was a, a complete Project Fear campaign. I think we're just about to, with COP26, go into Project Fear 2, Vernon, and, and that they are about to put a campaign on this country and on the world that is going to allow them to roll straight off COVID and straight into these other things. And, and the, the public are so punch drunk that they will just accept absolutely anything. And the next thing we're going to be called is uh, climate deniers. Yeah, obviously the word sceptic is, uh, uh, or, or truthers, but yes, that, of course we are. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I already am. I don't look to see what people are saying about me anymore because I've given up. I reckon I've been libeled at least a thousand times, more than that. And, and one of these days, I'll, I'll, I'll get a libel lawyer and go through them all. Um, I, the Daily Mail said I'm not even a doctor. Well, how? <laughs> just a couple of years ago, the Daily Mail was hiring me as a doctor to write up for it. Yeah, I remember seeing you commenting on that. That's just it's, it's absurd, isn't it, really? Amazing. And, and people on Twitter say, oh, yes, it's been <coughs> off. Oh, well, actually, that's libelous, love. Um, and I'll be coming after anybody who says that. I'll be coming after them in due course. Uh, and I reckon that's probably worth half a million quid a time, uh, which will be, be, be quite useful for the... For the uh, of our, 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 I don't want the money for me. I want the money for um, for promoting our, our our cause. People are accepting vaccine passports because they're so desperate to get back to the life that they thought. They Absolutely, did. that that life, that old normal. That yeah, you know, you and I chatted before about the. You know, the old normal, I mean, what you'd give to go back. But the old, the old normal was fractured out of all recognition. I'm not saying it was perfect because we were living in a bit of a, a bubble anyway. But, you know, the old normal was far better than the, the new normal we've been presented with. Um, yeah. But it's never uh, coming. What we, have, we, can, we, can, we can gather um, your organisation can help, Awaken Pages can help people to start 
what I, I, I did a video called um, uh, Apartheid and, and so on, and I, I, I reckon that we're going to end up in ghettos. I, I watched. I watched that video. Yes, I watched it. There was three. There was three different uh, types of, or three different members of society. You had like the elites, and then there was the the ghettoization of some parts of it. And what was the middle one again? There was three. It, 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 it's a, it's frightening to to think of it. Apartheid, ghetto, or enslavement. It was. Yeah. You, you, you either um, become a complete slave and have your vaccine passport and do everything they tell you to do. Or you live in society as an as an unaccepted member because you're a, a second-rate citizen, or you live in the ghetto and you say, um, "Bugger this! I'm not going to have anything to do with this world that they've created. I want to live in a more decent, independent world where I have some dignity, some um, self-respect." I would never I've said this repeatedly, and I repeated. Um, repeat, regularly, I will never take their vaccine. Yeah, me neither. I will allow somebody to put something into me that I know is going to do me harm. That I know they they admit it doesn't do what they say it does. They admit it doesn't stop you getting it. They admit it doesn't stop you spreading it around. They do, what they don't tell you is that masks are causing a massive amount of pneumonia. Masks are creating cancer because of the uh, uh, hypoxia that they create and the lies that the fact checkers tell i've given up with the fact checkers because they're all bought and paid for thousands of them all over the world quick way to make a fortune set yourself up, up as a fact checker get a nice big grant from the bill and melinda gates foundation and you're you're on your way it's also it's all just all absolute rubbish the lies the lies the lies but what we can do as i said repeatedly it's a media war so yep. what we have to do is we have to fight with our version of the media and all we've got at the moment is the corner of the internet i can't go on facebook if you put anything i say on facebook they'll take it down boom if you put anything i say on twitter they'll take it down boom what we have to do is fight in every conceivable way we can get people to read articles that are telling the truth. Get people to watch videos and then say, okay, what's this guy said that is wrong? I will stand by all the videos I've made. As I said, all the transcripts are there. You don't have to watch the whole thing. You can read the transcript. And I stand by everything I've said and predicted. I predicted food shortages. I predicted energy shortages. It was all painfully obvious. This was um, last summer i think not this summer the one before it was obvious what was going to happen and what they were going to do once they'd started they were going to go along a preconceived path that had been designed not so much by the scientists the ferguson the, the uh, whose track record is so appalling um absolutely go back in history and look at ferguson's Go back in history, the people who, who are abusive about me, go back in history and look at my predictions over the last 50 years. I've been doing this for 50 years, believe it or yeah. not. Go back in history and look at my predictions. I mentioned the benzos a little bit earlier on, the benzodiazepines. Yes. Back in the 70s, I was writing about the benzodiazepines being addictive and so on and so on. I'll stand by my predictions. I said that um, there was a link between... Um, eating meat and developing uh, cancer. And that was attacked in the 80s, but now everybody, because it's become fashionable, of course, but actually, even then, the evidence proved it. That, that, that got me into a hell of a lot of trouble with the meat trade, the, who, who complained. The meat trade complained. This, I noticed, got put on my Wikipedia, by the <laughs> way. I'll tell you what happened. The meat trade complaint to the Advertising Standards Authority, which is not a statutory body, it's a private body, yep. has had a complaint made against it in the past to the Office of Fair Trading. It's a private body funded by advertisers. And the meat industry complained to the Advertising Standards Authority, the ASA, and said, we don't like this article Vernon Coleman's written about, uh, actually it was a, an advert for a book I'd written about meat and food. And they said, we don't like this because it's not fair. Uh, 
uh, and he says that um, meat can cause cancer. And the ASO wrote to me and said, you've had a complaint from the meat trade. And I said, okay, here are 26 scientific papers from British Medical Journal, Journal of the American Medical Association, American government, and so on and so on, proving that everything I said was correct. Everything I said was correct. The ASA said, oh, we don't look at scientific papers. We won't look at them. We won't examine your evidence at all. Meat trade against me. I've been banned. I haven't actually been banned by the ASA because they can't ban me any more than I can ban them. And uh, immediately afterwards, uh, we, we, we bought full-page ads. After they said the ad was banned, we bought full-page ads in The Guardian and The Observer only because I wanted to prove that the ASA was a completely pointless organization and that The Guardian and The Observer would print uh, any banned ad if they got the right sort of money. But, 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 but that's the thing we're up against. Like that, that's, yes, that's actually a very good point you're making. You had the proof that what you were saying was correct, and they still but their media power managed to make it look as if they were right. And this is the problem. The government are making themselves look as if they were right. Now, one of the things in one of the, your book, Endgame, which you kindly sent me a copy of, one of the comments from the ecologist, right at the very start, what the papers say, no thinking person can ignore him talking about yourself. Now, that's your truth, isn't it? The truth resonates. I don't, I don't need to have a paper to, to decide whether I think you're right or not. When we started sharing your videos, Vernon, last year, we used to call you in one of our groups that were in the, the, the armchair general. I know you, you called yourself the old man in the chair, but we called you the armchair general because we, we looked at you as a bit of a, you know, a, a, a war general, if you like, because we were on a war footing and it, and it felt very much like that, you know, for those of us in the know. But when you spoke, you, you've, you've got a way of looking at the camera when you make certain points and it's a very knowing look. You almost look over your glasses and you, you sort of, you're almost saying, do you understand the gravity of what I'm saying here? Do, do you get what I'm saying here and how important it is? And it, and it resonates with people, the truth resonates. I don't need to, to see where you, where you got your facts from or you're backing it up or I don't need to listen to anybody who's trying to say, well, he's wrong. I just, okay, guys, at this time, there was a, a pause in the recording, then uh, I think Vernon got cut off and we couldn't get reconnected. So I had some questions that I was lining up from the, the members because I'd asked in a post. So here are the questions and answers from Vernon. If the experiment is to become mandatory, what can we say to excuse ourselves from getting it? His answer that he wrote back to me was, I think they will I think they'll have to excuse anyone who had an anaphylactic shock reaction after any past vaccination. These aren't always recorded in medical notes. That may be a cryptic clue there, guys. But didn't Trudeau say just say jab everyone regardless? I wish I had a clear cut answer. They won't care about morals or religion or veganism. Question two since the elites have stated they want to get rid of the old, vulnerable and other people they consider useless eaters, will the awakened people become part of the 500 million they carved into Georgia Guidestones? Vernon says, it's time, it's nice to think they'll regard us as the intelligent ones and therefore worth saving, but they don't want intelligent ones. They want drones to look after robots and computers and check that their airplanes are properly serviced. They want people who run things for them. Middle management, I don't think we'll be top of their list for saving. Next question, next question. Do you believe that pathogenic viruses cause illness and that contagion between people is a real thing? This is an exosome theory question. I am well aware of this. I get heavily trolled by exosomists, I would say that is, who are often very nasty. One said that because I appear to believe in viruses, I must have given my wife cancer by feeding her drugs. The writer obviously knew she has breast cancer. Imagine how that endeared me to the writer and their beliefs. The evidence for contagion is very strong. Some exosomists don't believe UTIs exist. Try selling that notion to UTI sufferers. I am now falsely attacked for my truthful articles about AIDS in the 80s and for questioning the existence of that virus at that time. And now I am attacked for not openly endorsing the exosome theory, which is a theory, as is germ theory. And he goes on to say, I've seen exosomists claim there are no viruses and then say COVID-19 is the rebranded flu. That's my phrase. 
And that is nonsensical, of course. I was writing about this stuff and train theory in the, 19, in the 1980s, though it goes back to the 19th century. The fact is, we won't sell the exosome theory to the millions because most people realise that colds and flu often spread in a way that cannot adequately be explained by exosomes. They just cannot. Let's have academic debates when we have won the war. I get so much abuse from exosomists that I suspect much of it is written by the 77th. Not sure how abusing and libeling me helps us. Helps us. It certainly doesn't help me. It's one of the reasons I often have to turn off comments on videos for which I then get attacked. Please remember, I have been studying this stuff since most amateur exosomists learned to tie their shoelaces. I've been very polite in ignoring this endless abuse. Next question. Is shedding with these particular inoculations real? Please watch my video entitled COVID-19 vaccinations are weapons of mass destruction and could wipe out the human race. You can access it from vernoncoleman.org and there and, and there read the transcript. It was published on the 13th of the 3rd, 21. Pathogenic priming is terribly important and will become more so this winter. I do suspect that people who have been jabbed are potentially dangerous to the unvaccinated. Last question. Solutions. What can our members do to best prepare for what is ahead. Please work together. This is a media war. Spread videos and articles and websites. There's an article on my websites about the jab deaths and injuries. It's updated weekly and read around the world. Attack politely those defending and promoting the lies. Enlist celebrities. Defend and support the truth tellers because we need it. I know of only two medical practitioners in the UK still making videos about this issue and attacking the government. Dr. Callan Barron is the other. Doctors are reluctant to speak up because they've seen the lies and abuse I get. People say, oh, I've had rude comments on social media. I wish that's all it were. My life and reputation have been systematically and deliberately destroyed. I don't think anyone has received more abuse from mainstream media and on social media during the last 20 months. Part of the plan was to stop people taking notice. The other part of the plan was to break me and shut me up. That's who and what we are dealing with. And that concludes the interview, guys. There was a lot of good comments. People were saying, give them a love, send them a thanks. And I kind of pulled this one comment from the post as a final sign-off and thank you to Dr. Vernon Coleman to, uh, from our members to say, give him our love and tell him his humanity flows with every word. Thank you, Vernon Coleman. It's been, it was a brilliant interview and I thoroughly enjoyed your time. Thank you.